0: How to handle difficult clients, how to make clients feel appreciated and valued, and how to handle and overcome objections. It might be time to ask for some help. That's why we're here. Lone Team Training has our next live wow training coming up. We train your team for you so you can focus on closing loans. Check it out at LoanTeamTraining.com for our next class and see how many five-star reviews we have from past WOW training participants and their loan officers who sent them at LoanTeamTrainingReviews.com. Remember, it's an interactive virtual training with live trainers and we train any of your support staff that is communicating with clients and referral partners. Our sessions are 9 to 1130 Pacific time. Check us out and sign your loan partner or team member up at loanteamtraining.com. and welcome to the Loan Officer Team Training Podcast. My name is Irene DuFord and I'm your host today and we have an amazing guest today. His name is Hamilton Lau and I have the honor and the privilege of coaching him and his wife Jing Ren. It's Jing's team. She's been doing loans for quite a while, but Hamilton recently came on. So I want to go through your story with you, Hamilton. Thank you so much for being here.
1: Thank you so much, Irene. As mentioned before, it's an absolute honor to be invited to even come on the show. I have nothing but profound and deep respect for you and for you to see something that I'm doing that's worthy of being promoted to be shared to the loan officer community. It's just an absolute honor. Thank you for having me on.
0: You're welcome. Thank you for agreeing to be on. So, you know, you and I have worked together for a while, but... What I remember when Jean and I were working together and you were, I hadn't met you yet, you were a teacher, right? You yep. were a teacher and Jean kept talking about this awesome husband that she had that would be so good at making the phone calls and marketing and building relationships and all this stuff. And And we came up with a plan to make that happen. And then tell us what month and year you ended up and first tell us what you did for a living.
1: I transitioned over into mortgages, I believe July, early July of 2022, last year to be exact.
0: Uh-huh. And
1: I was teaching full-time as a, a special education teacher with a department of education in New York City, a public school. And the standard, you know, public school teacher, you know, I, I go, I, I taught about 120 kids. I taught special education component, so I was I didn't necessarily play a supportive role. I played a co-teacher role, so it was kind of like two teachers teaching an integrated class where one-third of class has special needs.
0: Okay. What a great experience that must have been. How long did you do that? About just past the 10-year mark. Wow. So that really gave you a lot of skills to be able to do what you're doing, it you, le- you learn patience you learn tolerance you learn tell me the things that you learned as a teacher
1: I think the biggest skill I probably take away that I can transition to uh, uh, the mortgage side is sales <laughs> I think <laughs> I learned probably the I I, I own my sales skills I think from teaching because I taught special education math and science so oh boy I, I, yeah you know n- nothing the students that I had wasn't you know, extreme, they just had mild, you know, special needs. And uh, however, it's still it, it takes a, a lot of creativity and a lot of selling to capture their attention. If I'm trying to teach the Pythagorean theorem or the quadratic formula, you know, so uh, <laughs> maybe think of all different ways to kind of come back with that.
0: Oh man, what an experience though to go from being a teacher to a sales basically a sales rep, right? That's what you do. Yeah. Yeah. And, but you're a relationship builder too, which I think you're amazing at. I've seen it. I've watched you build relationship with me with, you know, in our coaching. And also I've seen you with other people at our events that we do. And it's been amazing to watch how you and Jing have connected with the rest of the people that I coach when we have our dinners and stuff and we get together together. I just think it's been amazing to watch. So I knew you were going to be I knew you were going to be good just because Jing cuz I trust what she was saying to me, but then when I saw what you've done and I've been able to witness it, I've been amazed. So let's let's talk about what you do now in the business. So first tell us how you kind of transitioned. What did you do when you first came on and then how has it progressed from there?
1: Yeah, so when I first came on, the task was always to uh, build connections with real estate agents. And so, so what I currently do, I'm the business development rep for Chang's Mortgage Team. So nice. my task, it is dynamic and it ebbs and flows, but primarily I think it falls into two things. One, it would be building relationships, uh, not necessarily just with real estate agents, but just with you know business leaders or leaders in general, just building relationships. And nice. the second part I would say would be uh, selling our team, selling product, our loan products to real estate agents. So those are the kind of the two things that we kind of do. So when we transitioned over, the goal was to have me be put in that position of reaching out to agents, co-calling essentially uh, real estate agents, figuring out the script and trying to figure out coffee meetings, how to get this coffee. Meeting. Because everything is, has for the most part has been sort of figured out, but you got to kind of implement it into your own style and what we're capable of providing. And it has been an interesting experience, to say the the least, on getting from last year to now. But now it's just like I'm very, very comfortable (laughs) with building relationships and reaching out to agents. So it's fun. It's been fun.
0: It is. It's been fun to watch your journey and to see how you know, when you first start out, you knew how to do sales. Obviously you did, or she wouldn't have put you in that position and you, you wouldn't be where you are and you wouldn't have left a teaching job to come and do this if you didn't already have the skills and know that she knew you could do it and you knew you could do it. But it's still been fun to watch your progress. It's been fun to watch you go from, okay, how do I, you know, do I do this this way or do I do it that way? And then figuring it out and then making it happen which has been really fun. At the beginning, you did a lot of community events, right? Because that was close to your heart. Yes. So tell us about how you started with that and where it took you and you know, kind of how you feel about it now.
1: Yeah. I remember the first you know, month, maybe a month or two, it was very difficult because I'm coming from a place that's not uh, mortgage related And just trying to figure out, you know, kind of put into this fire in a way where I have to try to figure out how to connect with real estate agents, you know, schedule some kind of a meeting with them and then convince them to start sending those leads. It was extremely, extremely difficult. And I am, I think, a type of guy where I want to see results right away. So as I've been doing, you know, as I did this for about a month and I, we weren't getting any leads. I'm starting to panic a little bit. I'm like, oh boy, you know, I got to do something to, you know, to change it up or, to, you know, try different options just to potentially get leads. And one of our uh, initiatives, and again, God bless Jing for being so supportive, was figure out how we can connect things that I'm passionate about with the business development role and how we can potentially get leads from that. And we came up with coming up with community Outreach projects or community service projects, specifically centered around a real estate agent's interests, and then from there create some kind of a either it's a social awareness campaign or some kind of a you know outreach project just to get the community buzzing, and then in turn we would brand that um, that event as a produced by. Your local agent, so-and-so, and James mortgage team. So it took me a little while to figure that out. And you know, I moved forward, you know, with a few initiatives. But it was definitely a, a learning experience for everybody's perspective because I doing research, I, I know it's been done, but not in the mortgage side. And mm-hmm. it's really a it was a big question mark whether it was going to be successful or not it was definitely successful in a sense of building relationships and building connections, but then it we, we didn't felt like it was sustainable in the long run because, you know, I would put in a lot of resources and time into one specific event and it's great. We built really close bonds with that one realtor, but then it's like, you know, I want to try to reach out to as many realtors and build as many connections as quickly as possible. So that was definitely one of the initiatives that we tried didn't really work out the way we wanted it to, but it gave me time to, additionally on the side, to hone, you know how to how to deal with the rebuttals because I had so many different rebuttals that was coming uh-huh. at me while I was cold calling. I was still cold calling at the time, but it was definitely a, a a portion of my day planning these community outreach events.
0: Yeah, they were time consuming and not scalable, right? Right, that's what it was. Uh, is you you needed to be able to reach more people. But it was a great thing that you did and you got to know a lot of people. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. And it was, I remember it making you feel good that you did it as well. Yeah. So yeah. one of the things that we talk about is having something that you enjoy, something you're good at, and something that makes you money. So if it doesn't have all three of those qualities, you know, you could be great at something, you could really enjoy it. But if it doesn't make you money, it's not something you can do during business hours, let's say, right? Or you could, it could make you money and you could be really good at it. But if you don't like it, that's not going to work either. So I'm glad that you, that you've figured that out. Tell us about these phone calls that you make. So many people don't want to make the phone calls. They don't want to hear no. So tell us how you feel about those phone calls after doing it for a while here.
1: For me, I think it was in my personality that I feel like. Maybe, I don't know what it is. Maybe I just, I like getting that last word, you know? But so like when an agent gives me a rebuttal that I can't, you know, I, I don't have a last word. It kind of, it kind of bothers me. It reminds me of this quote from the movie, the boiler room where it's like you're either selling a product or you got sold why they don't want the product. And <laughs> I think, I think I, I, I felt a lot of that, that man, I failed at selling, you know, especially when I'm calling agents, I'm talking to salesmen. So it was like a little bit of a challenge for me because I want to close them and sell my product, not have them sell me why they shouldn't (laughs) have my product. And it bothered me a lot. And I think there was a lot of trial and error, but like, I think that maybe it bothering me was what kept me so energized into getting back into it because ultimately it's just a person over the phone. I'm not even seeing the person in their face. And I'm, you know, there's no, you know, death threats or it's not a life and death situation, <laughs> you know. So it, it was I, I didn't feel like there was a lot to lose. Maybe my ego, because it's like, oh man, I, I need to get that last word. I need to close on this sale. But aside from that, I mean, there was nothing for me to lose. Uh, that was high stakes. And so there was no reason for me to not jump back on and continue trying.
0: Yes. And I love the way you just went after it. You went after it and went after it. And man, you've gotten some great results. I'm going to read some stats here. I'm going to tell what the stats are. First of all, I want to talk about your Secret Sauce podcast. Let's talk about how that got started and how you wanted to do that and what you've done with it. And then we'll get into some stats.
1: Yeah, first off, I want to say thank you so much, Irene, for all the coaching that you've given uh, me to Jing's team, to Jing, because really, like, I don't feel like we would be half as successful if, uh, if it wasn't for your tutelage. And, you know, one of the suggestions that you had, and you're always giving such great advice for us, and, you know, you are really put the ground with us in... I, you know, assessing our team and where we are. So it's like during one of our training calls, I think this was maybe four months ago, four or five months ago, you had suggested, hey, why don't Hamilton just go and try podcasting? And initially, I was a little, you know, reserved about it. I didn't know if I wanted to do it. But after thinking about it, and it became pretty clear that I should do it. And I think. When I think of podcasting, I'm thinking about Joe Rogan with their millions and millions of listeners, and, <laughs> and it almost felt pretentious, like, hey, you know, who am I to be making this podcast? Who's going to want to listen? But then ultimately, for me, when I looked at the goal of the podcast to be promoting the agent, who the agent is, what the agent is potentially capable of doing, it became a little more clear that the podcast is a great outlet to build relationships, which is, again part of my job title. And my specific podcast I don't just have real estate agents on. I have business leaders, I have uh, interesting people, a variety of podcasts. I have interesting people, I have uh, leaders of different places, interesting places come on. Just to talk a little bit about what you know, secret sauce, what the secret sauce is that makes their business, their experience, what makes it successful. Yes. Did I answer your question? I'm sorry.
0: (laughs) It did. No, it's great. And you've had all kinds of people on, but real estate agents as well. And you're giving them a platform to talk about how they can help people and and what has made them so successful. So I am a huge student of success. I love to hear people talk about their success stories. And so this is a perfect fit because then you're giving them a place where they can tell where they were, where they are now, and how they got there. And they're sharing with the world their success story. And I think it's awesome. And I've listened to a few of them. I think they're great. You have had some really good guests on there. Yeah, the pilot that you had on there, the one, oh, I love that one. So if you guys haven't uh, subscribed to his podcast yet, it's Secret Sauce with Hamilton Lau. And he's had some really great people on there. But what, what did the podcast do as far as results, uh, getting your foot in the door with agents and that type of thing?
1: Yeah, I wanted to add really quick that I think the real estate industry and sales, like sales in general, I think gets a really bad name. And I, I'm sure we've all had that experience with, in my opinion, I would even come out and call them bad salesmen, where, you know, the goal is just to close whether you need the product or not. And sometimes uh, the potentially nefarious ways of getting to the close, just, you uh, just to get the clothes yes. and I, I I, am extremely against that philosophy and that means of selling and I, I'm all about building relationships and if in coming back to this podcast if I can have this as an outlet to show that hey listen not all you know real estate salesmen or broker or you know not not all of them are out to get people for the clothes you know That's I'm sure true. there are I'm sure there are those out there that are shady, but not everybody is out there to, you know, just for their own gain. I think the, and I want to mention, you know, Mr. Schmooze, the book, Mr. Schmooze by, I believe Richard Abraham. He has the the most incredible sales book that I've, that's like out there ever, you know? Because it really, I think resonated with me what sales (laughs) is, what, what sales means. And it's not just, you know, for, you know, getting a person to buy a product is not about that. It's about building relationships and building connections. If they happen to need the product, perfect. If they don't need the product, no big deal. At least I made a friend, and that's kind of how my perspective is uh, in the business development role. Now, with the with the podcast, I've had a great success in terms of connecting with agents that you know maybe we haven't heard from for a while, and my follow ups with them they haven't really responded with any leads. And it's great to have them on the podcast to promote them and to kind of put their face to their business. You know, it it encouraged them to say, Hey, wow, that's, I really appreciate that. I really appreciate you doing this for me, Hamilton, by the way, here are some, you know, he's a potential lead, you know, that we're working Mm -hmm. on right now. Not only, I think that was it a great follow up, uh, just doing that podcast, but it was a great encourager because I am in front of their face right now. It was a different opportunity for me to frog uh, by the way, for those who don't know what frog is, it's a way of interviewing a person so that you can build that deep relationship so they can potentially you know, give you a, a deal, right? Frog family, recreation, occupation, and goal. So when I am uh, podcasting with them, it's just another opportunity for me to use frogging with our clients. And it's great. After I completed the podcast, we, we start seeing leads that we wouldn't have normally seen. So it's, it's in that sense, it's been great as a return. Way better than the community service projects that I did, that's for sure.
0: <laughs> I love it. And I love it because you're building the relationship and that relationship will go further with leads. And But that isn't why you do it. You do it because you want to build a relationship and you want to put them in a place where they can help people because that's what this business is all about. You and I, the reason we connect so well, you and I and Jing is because we have the same philosophy. It's not about closing people. It's not about selling people. It's about offering something that people need in a way that they need it. It's building that relationship. And sometimes, like you said, sometimes they'll give you a lead and sometimes they won't, but either way, you've made a friend and you've built a relationship. And they may refer you to somebody else because of that, but they trust you. Yeah. And that's what it's all about.
1: It's it's very important to me that I am able to sleep at night or look at myself in the mirror. You know, especially transitioning from a job that I was very, very proud of, you know, being able to, to I guess, you know, change, potentially change the world, you know, 100 students at a time per year, you know, definitely. So afraid, yeah, it was very important for me, If I'm going to transition to another profession that I'm still gonna have that same sense of fulfillment. And yeah, unfortunately, you know, I'm very lucky. Fortunately, I, I think, you know, I think I found it. And I think, you know, I'm still continuing to grow in this position. And I'm very excited to see, you know, where this goes.
0: Yeah, you know, the thing about sales is people think that sales is all about just selling. It's about yeah, we just want the result. We just want to close. But sales, when you when you really get down to what sales really is, is you have a service that you're offering somebody that they need. And so you're helping them to have a great experience. When they come to you and your team, you're actually helping them to have an amazing experience. And that's what we teach in the WOW training. It's teaching the loan partners and the other people, business development reps, and all of the support staff that when they ask for referrals, they're actually helping people because there are story after story about loan officers out there that didn't treat them the way they should, that did make them feel bad because they couldn't qualify. You know, all of those things. And they don't have to worry about that when they come to your team because you're selling them for the right reason. It's because you're going to give them amazing wow service. That's why we're on the same page.
1: Yeah, 100%. And I think, you know, this idea of co-calling and oh man, you know, I might get rejected. But you know, just to follow up what you're saying, an agent would never know that you are providing this specific service, this great, amazing service, if it wasn't for reaching out. And yes. I think me, yeah, I, I have. I think for me, I've always felt that, uh, you know, I'm, I, I never like to feel victimized. That you know, life is kind of faded and. I, I, I'm kind of stuck where I am. I always like to feel like there's a way you can take control of your life. And in this case, by reaching out to agents, it's my way of taking control of my, my destiny because each call that you make is you're getting in front of a person who may not have ever heard of you before, and they may need your service. I have so many you know experiences where I called an agent that just had a huge Fallout with their lender because their lender just wasn't producing the results that they wanted and reached just at the right place at the right time. And you never know until you call. To yes. me, it's just nothing more euphoric than that. So true. Now, yeah, not only are we connecting with with people with great people, with great agents, we're providing an amazing service. And I get a lot of rejections, don't get me wrong, but you know, <laughs> th- those successes far outweigh. The the euphoric of the, the successes far outweigh the rejection, the quote unquote rejections.
0: Yes. Oh, it's so true. It's so true. So you and Jing together have been an amazing team. And you started coaching with me in April of 22, or at least Jing did. And then you guys coach together now. And so you left your teaching position in 2022. And I'd like to call you an agent calling machine. I always call you that, but it's, it's not really a machine. I say machine because of the, the way you do it with a systematic process and that you are committed to doing it no matter what. That's why I call it, I'll call you a machine. You're not a machine in the way you treat people. You're a machine in the fact that you're committed to it. And no matter what, you're going to make those calls and you're going to take whatever they say, yes or no, you're going to take it. As a mortgage advisor, you know that having a high performing loan team is critical to building a successful business, but training them can be time consuming and it can detract from more important tasks like generating leads and growing your business. But that's where we come in. We created Loan Assistant Mortgage Training Bootcamp, a self-paced online course available immediately to train your team, including newer loan officers. On how to actually do mortgage loans. Our course takes them step by step through the process from taking a complete loan application to creating effective communication with clients, referral partners, and team members. When they complete the class, they will have the training to be an asset to you and your mortgage business. Visit loanteamtraining.com and navigate to the Loan Assistant Mortgage Training Bootcamp tab to review our course details and enroll. With our training, you can confidently delegate and devote your time to growing your business even more. You started your podcast. And what I love about what you've done is that you took your first vacation with with Jing having no cell phone, no laptop on her, you know, with her for your Disney cruise. And if I remember right, it was in October of 22, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah, and you sent for me a Halloween. picture yeah. for Halloween. Yeah. So yeah. tell us about that. What did that feel like? It was
1: unbelievable. I think you know our culture heard so much without proper definition, and I, I guess everybody has their own definition of unbelievable. For you know, but for me, it was just while I was teaching for many years before I transitioned the mortgages, it was like Jing was always uh, my lender, my wife, Jing was always her head was in the loan her, her head was in the file and you know it was very she was accessible but then not accessible at the same time mm-hmm. that makes sense you know um she would be here but then she's not the presence presence you know and we, we got that a lot and that was one of my major concerns you know when we had our daughter it's like i'm gonna be present and i'm gonna be the best father for my child 100 best parent that i can be for my child but then it's like oh man you know. You're always in the file, Jing. It's like, when are you going to find time to spend, you know, with your child? And it was just incredible and unbelievable that as time progressed, after I transitioned over, we, you know, things started getting, you know, lighter and lighter, you know, we were making some hirings as well. That was definitely uh, helping Jing in the in the back office. And of course, your guidance too, you know, it really, it helped us position ourselves in a way where you know we can actually take this one week to to go on a Disney cruise, and it was inc- just unbelievable the memory that we created. You know, me, Jing, and Maxine, our daughter Maxine, it, it just unbelievable all the videos and pictures we took, and it's like this is priceless. This is it's yeah. just unbelievable in that sense. It's just it's just priceless. I never thought that we would get to a place where Jing could be. One week without any any phone, any technology, no head in the file. And that's, that's, is unbelievable.
0: <laughs> that's so great. That's so great. And it took a lot of work on Jean's part to, to progress to that point. Cause almost every loan officer that we meet, almost everyone that I've ever met, that I've ever coached has started out that way, that they can't get their head out of the file. They can't, they don't have enough help. You know, so we take them step by step to to get help, to get the right help, not just help, but the right help and teach them the right way and get them trained. And that's part of what we do in the in Lone Team training is by training the staff to do that. And so I'm so proud of Jing for doing that. She she has worked really hard. It's not easy when you have spent your whole career being the one that everybody comes to. It's your baby. Like you created this baby from infancy, you know, from the, from the time it was born, basically, I'm talking about the business. And so it's really hard to let go, but Jing has learned how to do that. And of course, it's step by step and everyone goes at their own pace. But when you sent me that picture, when I knew you were going and you sent me the picture and I saw that it was successful, that you really, she really unplugged and and you guys had this time of your life and the look on Jing's face was amazing. And the look on your face, and it just made me so grateful. So I wanted you to share that because this is a very common situation in the mortgage business. And in the Freedom Club, we are all about freedom. Right now, we're in a time where we may have to work a little bit more than normal. We're in a season right now. Right now, it's July of 2023, and we are in a season right now. We've been in a season for a while that's been difficult after a really great few years, right? Right. The thing is that that's what we're about is having freedom. And we, the one thing I want our listeners to remember today is that we don't get that time back with our family, no matter if they're an infant, no matter if they're 10, 15, no matter what, we can't replace that time once we lose it. That doesn't mean it's the end of the world. Of course, we can change and we can start to do that. And then our kids won't even remember that we weren't there, you know? But we can either beat ourselves up or we can say, you know what, I'm going to make a change and we're going to start it today. And so I'm so proud of you guys for doing that and and proud of you for being patient, because it it does take a lot of patience when you're the spouse. (laughs) I can speak on that because my husband, you know, he was a teacher. He was a teacher while I was uh, a mortgage person and I was that way, too. And so I missed out on a lot. And, you know, that's why Carl and I are so uh, passionate about this one aspect of coaching is to teach people how to do it without them being the one to do it. And I can tell you, I missed out on a lot while my husband was there. Every Christmas he had off every Easter vacation, every summer, all of that, because he was a teacher. And when I was originating, I missed out on a lot of that with my older kids and with, well, with all three of my kids, but you can't go back. All you can do is go forward and be different moving forward. So hopefully that's a good message that people will hear today is that you can't go back. It doesn't do any good to beat yourself up. You know, when I asked my kids about it when they were older, especially my oldest son, I asked him, he said, mom, I knew you were working. It didn't even, it didn't even phase me. I see what results have happened since then. And I'm glad you did it. It was like a relief for me. I thought, oh my goodness, I'm so grateful. But I changed. That's the thing is that you can change. So I want to get that message out. I know I'm beating it into the ground, but I want to get that message out to people that it's never too late. That's one of my affirmations that I say all the time. It's never too late. Never. So just keep moving forward. That's all you can do. But but back to your results, Jing has taken some weekends off since then, hasn't she?
1: Oh, yeah, absolutely. And I have to say, just to uh, follow up what you just said, you know, I have again so much profound respect for you. And I think that we can connect because, you know, you're so empathetic and you get it. And it's you're you're such a great person. And it's just, you know, your wow training just again, it's a game changer. So it's like, you know, again, we we would not be here or even that like, close to being here at all without you know your tutelage, without the freedom club. So it's like, thank you, thank you, thank you infinitely.
0: Just, thank you uh,
1: oh. so for our listeners like you know if, if you haven't you know checked out uh, Irene's wow training you know uh, do it you know because it, especially if you're struggling because it's like a science it's almost like a it's, it's interesting it's like it's almost a science you get you guys have got it down like what needs to be done to free up your time you know how to hire and you know who to hire and how to schedule your day and you guys have all the script it's just You know, if if you're a lender, you have to, you have to do this. You have to uh, sign up with Irene.
0: uh, Well, thank you. Thank you for that vote of confidence. I really appreciate it. But this year you guys became brokers, right? And you love it. So tell us how you feel about being a broker. You and Jing together have been so excited about it.
1: Yeah. I mean, I, I love it. It's. It's great because just, it opens up at, from the pros, prospect prospecting side, from the sales mm-hmm. side, I just have more things to sell, more things to say when now I only have like 30 seconds to a minute sometimes to try and continue the conversation. And it's just more things. I find that there's more things for me to continue the conversation on. And, and really like when it comes to getting those coffee meetings, getting those meetings with the agents, you know, content to continue the fire is is what I need. And it's just been since the transition, I, I just feel like it's just been so easy. It's easier, I don't wanna say so easy, but like it's it's easier for me to close on these uh, coffee meetings. And I know Jane's been enjoying at least the back office. I don't really touch the back office, but you know, I, I know <laughs> she's been enjoying. I don't wanna touch the back office side. <laughs>
0: Stay in I'm, your I'm, lane, uh, right? Yes, yes, that's
1: right, that's right. I think I remember, a funny story, a tangent story where it's like when I first started, it's like, hey, you know, maybe I can help out in the back office. Jing is like, are you sure? I don't know. And then I think like I try to overhear a conversation. I'm like, nope, I am gonna go back to co call. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Too much detail in the back end. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> oh, that's funny. But you guys have gone from 2.76 million in January this year to 7.1 million in June. That's a 260% increase. In closings, that's not even including the pipeline, the amount of agents that you have now that you didn't have then. Th- that And that's not including all the leads that have come in, which are skyrocketing. So I think it's amazing what you guys have done. And you've done it because you've worked as a team, because you've done the things that are needed. Jing has done her part. You've done your part. And Genius has gone out and met with agents with you and has gotten involved in that as well. But it's been amazing to watch a 260% increase. How many people see that in a few months of closings? I've seen it over and over again, like in pipeline and things like that. But you don't always see it in closings right away like that in this type of market. But you did the daily success plan and it's working. And you've hired the right people. Jing has hired the right people. You have a great team. And she manages that team so well. And so it's a it's one big, happy team that works. And your clients love working with you guys and your agents, I'm sure, because you do deliver wow service. It's been absolutely amazing. So I'm so proud of you guys. You guys are just like star students, star people, just great salt of the earth people. And it's, it's an honor to be on this journey with you and, and to have had you in invest in your team by sending them to our training. We just really appreciate that. So now I have a little bit different area that I'm going to ask you about. And that's something that I know you're really good at, and that's having the right mindset. So you know, I'm never going to get off anything without talking about mindset. (laughs) It's the key to to setting and reaching our goals. And so what's one thing you do that helps your mindset, Hamilton?
1: For me, I don't like to think about success as a tangible, real item that can be achieved or attained. Like even now, when you tell me my numbers, I it just goes over my head because it's like, you know, I just feel like there's so much more to be done. And it's just, I... I don't see it as a hey or right, it's time for me to rest now i've arrived i've made it i mean i appreciate it thank you so much right. i don't know i just maybe my personality too i'm not one to uh you know take praise so liberally like you know i, I just i don't know maybe just my personality <laughs> you know but like that it's it, is like a constant journey I, I just to me it's like i i don't see i, I know what i'm doing are the right things and I want to just double down on doing the right things and constantly doing the right things because, you know, when I stop doing the right things, you know, what am I going to make? Nothing, you know, yes. so it's like, I just want to continue doing that. And I think it's, I guess it's, it's, it's very romantic to see the numbers as the outsider and it's like, wow, you know, those are great numbers. <laughs> but to me, it's like, you know, in the actual trenches, it's like, I, I don't, you,
0: know, you don't I, let that stop you or slow you down. yeah Yeah, for some
1: reason for me maybe it's because i'm in the trenches i don't really comprehend that i just want to keep going and and to me i I think that's just how i am what what's some uh what's the mindset that i'm constantly in just i just keep going i just keep going i i don't want to stop and and look at things and you know i think for me when i stop to think about this is the success of the championship belt now i think i start thinking about other things that Aren't relevant to what I'm right Mm -hmm. and you know all the things that are uh, superficial or maybe things that I shouldn't think about, and then that's just going to monopolize my my brain, and I can't be as efficient as I want. So for me, my mindset, I just need to keep going. I don't really want to stop. I don't really want to look around and smell the roses. I just have to keep going. And you know, it's a constant conversation, constant assessment. You know, self assessment with Jing on the team, and it's like, okay, where do we want to go next? Yes going and then maybe one day I don't know when we hit our final goal maybe then it's like okay we have made it I don't know we'll ever have a final goal
0: I don't think you will ever have a final goal because that's what I was going to say about you guys is that's what's awesome about having milestone goals this is just we're just at the beginning of this like this is just your beginning this isn't where you guys even want to end up at all you're going to be way up here later but What I love about it, what I love about setting goals is that you can set a goal and it's like, I like to call it a milestone because it's not the end result. It's a milestone. So you've hit a milestone right now and now you're going to go for your next one and then your next one and then your next one. And it's just going to keep growing. And this is just the beginning. So I love that you express that because that's how a lot of people feel. And you know what? For some people, they may hit a certain goal and say, hey, I'm good with that. And some others may not. And that's okay because you get to choose what you want to accomplish. Yeah. Every loan officer gets to choose the way they want their life to be. And how you want your life to be is how I want your life to be because that's what you want. So I love that you don't ever want to rest you know, and just um, accept that that's what you've done. You just keep going and going and going, which is awesome. Uh, I love your enthusiasm, the way that you guys both have your plans and meet. And you know what I love about working with the two of you? You are always saying great things about Jing to me. Like you'll send me a text message, Jing did that or whatever it is. And she always does the same thing with you. So I'm always getting text messages. Guess what Hamilton did? Guess how many people he spoke to? Guess how many appointments he got? Whatever it is. And you guys do that for each other. And to me, that's a great team. Does that mean that when you work, because working with your spouse is not always easy. It's not always easy because you're both gone at the same time. You have, you know, children that you're raising or a child that you're raising. There's a lot of things that happen. My husband and I work together as well, but there are so many good things that you guys do that a lot of couples don't do. So I just have to bring that to your attention, even though we're, we're on a podcast with all these people listening that you guys have something very, very special in your relationship that I can see. And that's why I know you're going to be successful because you both have the same mindset for growth. And that's why I asked about your, you know, what is your mindset? Like, what do you do to stay positive when you get rejected? How do you look at that? Because a lot of it's perception.
1: That's a great question. I I feel like in order for something to be rejection, the person that you're speaking with have to receive everything that you that they've heard from you, and given you a a rebuttal, which you can't respond to, and then hang up, there's a there's a there's a part ways here. Mm -hmm. And to me, I think that that is the definition of rejection. And to me, if you see it like that, you don't really get rejected that much. It's like hang up, okay, well, you didn't really hear what I had to tell you, you know, or while I'm in the middle of a the sentence, they hang up on me. Well, mm-hmm. you didn't even get to know me or my team. So how is this even close to rejection? Maybe somebody passed away in their family. Maybe they're on the toilet. Who knows? That's right? true. Hundred and one reasons why they, you know, I, I get hangups from agents. So I don't really see hangups as a rejection. That's the first
0: thing. And then I love second. that. Let's say yeah. that again. Can you repeat yeah. that? Because I want to make sure people didn't miss that.
1: Yeah, I, I don't see hangups as a rejection. Because for rejection to be defined properly as rejection, the person had to have heard your, the services you offered, heard who you are, given you a legitimate rebuttal, and kind of I guess in a way sold why they don't need your product. And then there's a hang up. And then that's to me, that's the rejection. And mm-hmm. I think that part was what maybe bothered me so much because it's like, oh I didn't get the last word, you know, it's like <laughs> and I got rejected, you know. But I think, you know, with that mentality, I don't feel like I get ever really rejected i mean i get a lot of hangups, but it doesn't mean that i got rejected and yes. when i i think you know the, the scripting is important too and just constantly coming back to that you know that 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 drawing board and just identifying hey what worked here what didn't work here now back to that growth mindset that i was telling you about that maybe you know that i haven't arrived my script isn't perfect you're just constantly right. reassessing how you can get you know, get better. So with, with that mentality, it's like, you know, when an agent isn't the conversation isn't going the way I want it to is like just asking myself, you know, why, why? And then now it's like, there isn't really that many rebuttals that, you know, that causes us to part ways where I just say, you know, I, I that's a great rebuttal. I don't know what to say. You know, I've said that <laughs> once or twice uh, you know, recently, like maybe a month or two ago where it's like, oh, wow. I've never heard that rebuttal before. <laughs> I don't remember exactly what it was because, like, I've since found a response for that. But like, that's—I mm-hmm. think that kind of, you know, it—it's it, euphoric. It drives me. To, to yes. It's a—it's a constant call. Like, I want to get better. I—I want to get this final word. I don't know. Maybe it's like a—you know—it's a—it's a masochistic thing. I don't know what it is. It's <laughs>
0: no, like, it's not. I don't know what it is. But
1: <laughs> no, I, I you I just want to get better. It. Yeah. And I deeply enjoy it where it's like, I know, you know, that rebuttal that you gave me, I'm going to find an answer to. And then when an agent gives me that same rebuttal again, and I'm able to give my own rebuttal and I close on the coffee meet, it's like the greatest feeling in the world. I usually run into Jing's office. We have separate offices. We should run Jing's office and be like, Hey, you know, I just got this clothing. And it's like, it's amazing. You know, it feels great because, you know, before last agent, you know, they, they, they rejected me, you know, but I'm able to overcome that. So it's like, to me, I, I guess just redefining what rejection means really yes. helps me. Yeah.
0: Redefine. And a rejection, even when you've gone through the whole thing and they still said, no, it's I know people say this, it's such a thing to say, but it isn't really isn't personal. It's not something's going on in their life. They don't have a need right now. But if you just keep letting them know that you're there, they're on You're they see you on social media, they're on, you're on the emails when they need something, they'll remember that you were consistent at calling them, that you were consistent like nobody else. You stand out because of that, because you have a system to make sure that you're calling every single week, at least for twelve weeks, and making sure that you're there for them, and and so it isn't even a rejection because a lot of times people don't look at it as a rejection. They don't even feel like they're rejecting you. They just have other things on their mind, and it's easy to remember that. You know, Carl used to tell a story at the boot camp. I don't know if he still tells it now because I don't go to that many of them. But the boot camp itself, he used to tell the story about somebody who had a bunch of tires, brand new tires that they were selling for really, really cheap. And they said, no, I don't need tires today. You know, no matter how cheap they are, I just don't need tires. And so sometimes they just don't need a new lender and it's okay, but you'll be there when they're ready. And hopefully their lender will take good care of them. But if they don't, you'll be ready to take great care of them. That's how it works.
1: Yeah. And I, I'm grateful that I'm at a point where I can kind of Feel the agent too, where it's like, okay, this person isn't really somebody that I want to work with. It's Just because of past experiences with the energy or the way a conversation is going, I could kind of see like a little pattern on, you know, down the line, is this agent going to be likely to send me, you know, any business? And it's like, okay, so I can kind of make a decision to almost, I guess, I reject agents now on the cold calling, and it's like sometimes <laughs> like, hey, you know, what? Have a nice day, you know.
0: Because
1: uh-huh. it's like, I it's right now. So it's like, but I can only, you know, we can only get to that when, you know, we're constantly at it, and you know, just yes, constantly with, you know, the numbers really, it, it really adds up, and it's very important.
0: Mm-hmm. It really is. So, what if you could go back, knowing what you know now, when you started, is there anything that you would do differently? Or would you just say, you know what, I learned my lessons and I'm good with it?
1: Hundred percent. Learn my lessons and I'm I'm good with it. I, I think it's it's romantic to say, you know, if I had the ability to make life easier for myself, you know, would I do it? and to me it's like even though part of me is like you should you should you should but logically if i really think about it it's you know de- definitely not i would not go back and change anything this is mm-hmm. kind of who i am today if i made my life easy i wouldn't be who i am right? yes if, if i made the cold calling easy you know I, I wouldn't have that same drive to find rebuttals maybe i, I don't know but
0: yeah i definitely
1: believe that hardship the hottest fire makes the strongest steel uh, I really believe in that.
0: I agree 100%. So my final question is, what words of encouragement do you have for loan officers or business development reps, people that are salespeople, whether it's the mortgage business, no matter what sales they're in, and other business owners for the current times that we're in? Stay true to your goals. Um, Have a goal, of course. Uh,
1: Stay true to your goals. Sean Aker, he's uh, very influential person to me. Sean Aker is like a leader of uh, one of the, the leaders of positive, yes, positive psychology. And,
0: yes. Uh,
1: th- this idea that if you're, you can develop good and bad habits, if you just constantly do what you constantly do, that takes something like maybe three weeks or so to constantly mm-hmm. do it. And I think if you stay true to your goals, double down on things that are working um, having great religion guidance from, you know, while wow training, like with Irene, or even with the Freedom Club with Carl, just knowing the right people to connect with to give you expert advice on what you should be doubling down on and just keep keep after it and six, you know, success will happen. But of course, that's just in general. And me specifically, me personally, I just, I feel like don't get too bogged down on that tangible success. Because again, when, to me, I just feel like once you're you're focused on that specific goal as the end goal, and it kind of just ends in a way, right? Like the, yes. the momentum. stops. Um, so I, I guess it was a few pieces of advice, I guess, for business owners, just have a goal, stay focused on it, connect with incredible people that can guide you along the way and double down on your strengths. That's
0: awesome. That, and there's no better way to end today's conversation than with that great words of encouragement. So thank you, Hamilton. I just want you to know how much I appreciate you, how, how proud I am of you and Jing. You guys have created an amazing business and you're just starting, like I said, and all of those milestones are going to keep happening. I hope you will keep going. I know you will keep going with your enthusiasm and you guys are going to make it. You're going to be an amazing Success story, you're already an amazing success story, it's just going to get better and better as time goes on. So, your secret sauce is working, so keep it up, okay?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely, thank you so much, Irene, for all that you do for us. I, Uh, again, you know, I'm gonna keep driving this home again, you know, uh, especially for my loan officers out there that are listening to this. If you're struggling, it's a science now it's like you know there's a process of doing things that will make your life easier and irene is the light so again like irene changed us our team the way we do things and it's just i have nothing but amazing things to say about irene and while training and the freedom club and you know so 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 if you if you're hesitant on doing it do it.
0: It's going to change your life. Thank you so much, Hamilton. Well, thank you everybody for being here today. And if you got value out of it, can you do me a favor and leave us a a good review on this podcast and share it with other loan officers that you know, and other business owners? I would, that would really be appreciated. So enjoy your day, everybody. I hope it's the best. (laughs)